All right, Al. It's been a while. We're back together. And and you seem <laughs> you seem like you are uh, in a mood. We got to get you out of there. We're tech gonna, we're problems, gonna... man. All the tech problems that constantly occur with this uh, internet cast uh, setup that just drives me crazy. I don't know if people supposed. understand how difficult it is, but it we shouldn't get... be. It's not supposed to be. It, it, it might as well. I don't understand why it can't just be as simple as FaceTime on the computer. That's all we need for this. And yet the way my brother who works for me has it set up and everybody else who's working has, we should just do it a simpler way because this, we don't really even need uh, anything grander for it just starts to drive me nuts. So you is my favorite letter. at least my favorite vowel so you were uh you're excited about some topics i am and first of all it's good to be back dude it's weird to say i missed you and maybe we're the first generation of men of our age to admit emotion i missed you man well maybe you are the first of that this generation (laughs) this this that's this that whatever but uh that would have been a lot better smoother yeah but you, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I miss people. I miss my kids. I don't even know if I miss my wife all the time. That's yeah, like, I could see that. <laughs> Not just no, your I wife. Do. I general. miss my wife even when she's just in the other room. My yeah. wife does that to me. She's like, I missed you. I'm like, I'm a room away. It's not. You can visit. It's not like I'm in jail. <laughs> it's. It is kind of like I'm in jail, but it's not like. I'm in actual jail. Yeah, oh. but we're we're very tribal, Frank. And if you think about it, you have a uh, a, a large plot of land in which you live. It would and, only stay in a small part of it. Right. That's my point. We are cave dwellers at heart, and even th- for all that space, you should, it, it in theory, you should be like, oh, I haven't seen my wife in two days. I don't know where she is. But there's a reason that we all com- commune in one area. It's like we like to be around each other. It's hard. It, it, it's a it's the same reason people go to a bar to drink and pay more money than just get a bottle of wine from the liquor store and drink it at their house. It's because people like to be around other people. See, I don't. I don't need that. I don't know what it is. And that's why you drink in your car in the morning. I don't drink. Maybe that's why I don't drink because I knew that I would. <laughs> but when Will Forte, when his show Last Man on Earth was uh, out and he was getting bored constantly, I'm like, no, that would be perfect for me. Nobody would need anything from me. I'd be thrilled because it's it's constantly people wanting you know, help, especially when I, you know, a baby like ah needs food needs to be changed. <laughs> See, you sound oh, like the caveman I said you were. Yeah, can't this kid do anything for himself? He's they, a month. The answer is no, they can't. Oh. And you know the weirdest thing about that is as soon as they can do something for themselves. I remember I tried to make a sandwich for my daughter, and she was like, "I can do it myself." And I almost went into the other room and cried. Meanwhile, I bitched right up until then. Like, I have to do every damn thing for these kids. And it's like, I can put jelly and peanut butter on bread. I'm like, no, you can't. Well, I got to be honest with you. I haven't gotten there yet. Maybe that's the problem in my house. (laughs) Because both kids need everything done for them. In, In terms of food, it's like they think they're at an exclusive country club restaurant. And they think everything is being made for them constantly. They'll come in, and then they have a problem with the dish that's been presented. <laughs> the There's presentation no on is below my standards. Joseph, <laughs> go to your room. Now, is your wife a 
I, I, I'm just coming up to the bedroom and I just made you a sandwich kind of wife? Or does do you do, if you asked her for one, would she bring it or would she be like, get it yourself? What kind of wife is your wife? Uh, she'd be too busy. Yeah. No, she will. She gets in moods where she's very helpful. But a lot of the time, I'm also very independent. I don't like, I just don't want to have to wait on for anybody else to do something. So if I want, like, I do all my own laundry because I, I, I do, I'll do laundry for other people. My son will have my wife do the laundry. I'm like, no, do, I'll, I'll do it for you or you do it. But then he'll complain. Nobody did my laundry. Well, if you're not doing it, that's the first issue. Second of all, I've taught you five times how to do it. You're a smart kid. All you have to do is throw it in there, throw the detergent in, press two buttons, maybe one. No, you turn it on and then press the start button. It's automatic. You take the stuff out. You put it in the dryer, everything that's supposed to be in the dryer or, or you want in the dryer, put that in, and you press another two buttons. That's not hard. And they even have the fancy washer and uh, washing machines now where the, uh, you put all the soap in at once and it's just stored with soap. So you literally just have to put clothes in and close the door. Yeah, we, we don't have that, but we have an industrial strength. We have one that like used like in a laundromat. What are you guys doing over there? You guys killing just... people and rolling them up? No, not that you know of. Not that you yeah. I just I just think that's why I couldn't be a serial killer because like I would – after you think I killed that's the person, why? I would. I'm so lazy. I'd be like, I got to get this guy's body into a trunk. You can't get anybody to help you. You got to get him out. The other reason you couldn't be Italian. <laughs> exactly. I don't know where to get rugs. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. Well. Uh, well. I missed you, Frank. No. It's good. I, there's a big. There's a big miss party. You can tell by my tone. I'm still mad about the tech. So, I, I, what do you want to start with? Mouse brawn. Um. Uh, I, I wanted to start with, um, and this is something I want to start doing on the show, because you know me, I'm a man that uh, from time to time uh, will uh, get lost in his thoughts, Frank, yeah. and uh, then I bring those thoughts to you, and uh, you often find them silly, but you indulge me and you answer them. So here's my random thought of the week, and I wanted to get your uh, get your opinion on this. I was, in the, I was at CVS the other day, not bragging. Walking down the the lotion aisle, and there's so much lotion, and I'm like, how do you distinguish which lotion is the best? <laughs> and so here's my question: If you owned a lotion company like Jergens, Nivea, whatever, why hasn't one just said, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, we're the best lotion to masturbate with? <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, why? Because that's not really something people are out there letting everybody know about. It's not really the. Um, it's kind of a private thing for the most part, isn't it? It's. But I would say that's more. Is that more embarrassing than getting a bunch of emodium, letting everybody know you have diarrhea? Or getting, uh, you know, adult diapers. No disrespect. We're all going to have them. Uh, or well, tusks or hemorrhoids. Just because I, it's the best for somebody doesn't mean that uh, for that doesn't mean that it's not good for other things. Like, um, I don't know, hot dog races. <laughs> see, there you go. After masturbation, there's a there's a long chasm between one and two. <laughs> we cannot sit here and act like. 
Lotion is not used a lot in masturbation. It is. And if you sell not that for product, everybody, not for everybody. No, some people are scared. 49% <laughs> that's craziness. And those people should be rounded up. <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's their private. I don't know. I, I don't think anybody's going to do that. I don't think they're going to let that be advertised. I don't think the stores will want that. Think about who's going to CVS. A lot of older people. Maybe if you print small enough that they can't read it. Right. Well, like I, I said, you can't say, hey, jerk off with this, Frank. You can't say that. But what, what would be a smart way to say that? Maybe our, write, our listeners can write in and say, like in a CVS, not trying to be like, because they had to figure out a way to say, put these on your hemorrhoids. Didn't tux have the, there was like a, a, a match lit. And remember, they would take the tux medicated pad and put it out. Saying, "Hey, if, yeah. if your ass is on fire, use this product," and they didn't say it. Well, so this is this. They do the thing like uh, Paris Hilton in the car wash for the Carl's Jr. ad. Like they do something that's blatantly an analogy for something else. Or any time that there is a, a male orgasm, a rocket ship going off. <laughs> That Just type of thing coming like, out of the earth. Yeah, Kim, Kim Jong Un releasing the nuclear missile. It's that, so maybe that's your ad, but I, I don't know. I don't think anybody's really wants to plug it. But in the day and age of, uh, you know, the hippie doctor dad and his son with the bone pills, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, there's, I, I, I don't put anything. It could be anything nowadays. Who, who knows? Yeah, it's 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 just Where's the name? class though. That, that that seems like that just doesn't seem classy. It doesn't seem classy, but I think that I mean, you know, it, you see it more for um, what's it called for in podcast advertisements. But they do make advertisements for male ball sweat for whatever the whatever the technical term is that for that. Like a Joey Diaz ad. It, <laughs> hey, does your balls? Hey, your balls getting sweaty? <laughs> Which they do. I mean, it's just a product. I don't know. I have, I have air conditioned pants. There you go. Are you a boxer brief guy? What are you? Yeah, boxer briefs. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, you're it, a tidy whitey guy. No, I'm boxer briefs. Oh, uh, yeah, it, they just my, don't ruin they, my image. Hey, listen, you walk around with whatever image old Al you want that rattling around in that head. <laughs> All right, now I have one more random question. It has to do actually with this holiday. Because uh, full disclosure, whenever you're listening to this, we are taping this on Halloween. Uh, I am currently pulling Frank out of his mood like a bad magician at a house party. Uh, pulls a rabbit out of a hat. I'm okay. giggling. What? You're doing good. Uh, all right. So here's my question now, and I'm. Uh, it's going to seem like the answer is obvious, but I'm going to. Uh, I have a little case. The prosecution has a case. Okay. All right. It's Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday. My question is: It's Halloween. E Halloween evening. Halloween. How to vein? You're Transylvanian now? <laughs> I'm taking up some of your dates that you don't take. I'm going to start being a really shitty Frank Caliendo impressionist. Try some of my new lotion. <laughs> it's the best for you to take a bite out of your night. <laughs> yeah, you could just have a guy scrolling through his Tinder. After a girl is leaving a bar, we're assuming as a, as a viewer they've had a bad Tinder date, and then the camera just pans over to a bottle of the lotion and just says, one date that never will leave you high and dry. I just thought of that. That's perfect. Yeah, then it's not. What are you saying? You're just saying, hey, we're lotion. 
and whatever happens because your date bailed, whatever. Okay, so here's my thought. Try new Jergens. <laughs> it, it will help you slip and slide your way into the night. <laughs> but well, be careful. You might end up blind as a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. Our, our first sponsor. Have a Halloween <laughs> 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 oh, it makes me happy. You want me in the bad mood again? <laughs> they want me in the uh, bad tech mood? I'll do it. I, I'll go back there because this is what you get. <laughs> the what bad tech mood. Oh, my God. Right, Brutal. So- the whole show. <laughs> this is coming out in mid-December. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I could see uh, your kids just walk around the house like, I'm going to ask dad to borrow the car. Now he's in a bad tech mood. Just leave him alone. <laughs> they need to fix stuff. Yeah. And no, I don't want to do your laundry. What is that? <laughs> blood stains? Very good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So Halloween, it's Halloween night. Obviously, Thursday is a big go out night for younger people. Do you think more people will call off of work tomorrow, Friday, following a Thursday Halloween night than normal? No, than a Super Bowl Sunday. Now I know that seems uh, like an obvious answer, but here's my here's my thing. I feel like it's obviously beginning of November, so if anybody's got uh, days off PTO, they it needs to use it before the end of the year. Tomorrow is a good day to do it. And I think a lot of people are at happy hour and then they get hammered dressed like Barney Rubble. And then they're like, oh, F it. Let's just go out rather than Super Bowl Sunday, which is kind of a family thing. The Super Bowl's over at like, what, 730? Yeah. Are you afraid? Try my new lotion. I got it from this vampire. I'm starting to sound like I beat him earlier. <laughs> I want to yank you. <laughs> uh, because Halloween <laughs> evening, the evening of Halloween is on Thursday night, I do think that I'm not going to compare the Super Bowl first. I'm just going to compare to a regular Halloween. I think that's a, definitely going to be an issue for a lot of people not going to work tomorrow. Um, in this podcast, uh, t- you know, uh, the, the space-time continuum that is this podcast when we're recording. Um, more than a Super Bowl, depending on if your team is in the Super Bowl. How about that? Oh, yeah. I forgot if, about a whole if, city. Yeah. The team you care about. Yeah, because some cities are planning parades. And if, you're, if your city and your team wins the Super Bowl, your whole state's taking off the next day. So I, I think that's hard uh, to judge. That's a good that's, one. That's, that's going to change from regions. In the South, I don't know if it's as big of a deal as, um, you know, they're more college football than they are. Even though everybody watches the Super Bowl, the East Coast cares more about the, the Super Bowl and then some Midwestern city. So, I, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I really don't know, but I think Halloween, I think it, it – and. I just don't know if it, as many people are going to be expected. I think there'll be a lot more last-second call-ins. Call a lot of people are planning not to go to work the next day after the Super Bowl, I believe. I'd agree with that. And when I was yeah. young, I don't remember anything like that. Everybody just went to school. Everybody did everything. 
As they, there was no post-Super Bowl hangover that I knew of. Everybody was just going to work the next day. It wasn't, as much as it was a huge deal, it wasn't the same kind of, basically it's a holiday now. It's a, that's Sunday, not the Monday after, not the day, that's not like Easter Monday, but it's, it's, um, which I don't think people miss school for either or jobs either, but I do think it's the Super Bowl has basically become almost a federal holiday. Yeah, I mean it's just, it's the closest thing we have to one that's not literally on the books. The Super Bowl is definitely, um, yeah. Best time to go to Disney World, by the way. Nobody's there. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Is yeah, Dis- Disney World's not my jam, but the kids love it. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not really designed for you. Well. Okay, I'll, that's fair. Unless, well, you have the lady, but if you had a younger lady, like a nineteen-year-old, like like uh, we all want. <laughs> Keep talking. Where's that lotion we were talking? About? <laughs> I've got it right here. <laughs> I'm done. Oh well, let's, uh, dude. You just led me onto a topic I wasn't so even I going to go. You're Frank. You're a GD professional, and I love you. Yeah, hero. Uh, you saw that uh, Tim Cook, uh, sixty years old just got engaged to a 21-year-old girl. And wait, what? What? Did you see that? No, wait, I thought Tim Cook was gay. Wait, is it Tim? Wait, hold on. Let me not say anything erroneous here. I thought that was a big uh, to-do, not that I care in any way, shape, or form, but it, I thought that was a big deal that Tim Cook... I want to make sure, because, and while I'm doing this, also, don't forget... Um, uh, who's was it? Is it Randy? Qu- not Randy Quaid. Den- Dennis Quaid. Just oh, he's, he's marrying 60- a young lady. His bro. I was just with his brother. Oh, really? Not Randy, the one in Vermont. Not Randy. No, I was with Buddy. He was out here in Arizona, hanging out. Okay, hold on. I'm I went just, to lunch with him. I might just Google. I know what the last name's Cook. Uh, yeah. So what do you? Okay. So is it Mark Cook? Let's see. Just a guy who lives down the street. Just oh here it is Christy Brinkling's ex Peter Cook Peter Cook excuse me Peter Did you say Peter because I have something <laughs> for it. <laughs> <laughs> these are all cheap jokes uh, but they always work that's why yeah. they're cheap and wonderful I try to stay away but not today okay so Peter is sixty his right now this is Christy Brinkley's ex uh, Peter sixty and he's. Uh, Engaged How did you get to- Tim Cook at, just because of the name Cook? Yeah, well, excuse me, Tim and Peter. They're not. It's not like one of them's name is Abdul. <laughs> yeah, but that is like getting Paula Abdul and Abdul Muhammad <laughs> confused. Shout out, Chris Jackson. <sighs> so, Frank, here are the two schools. Of, well, just the two schools of thoughts. I guess it's like. Well, I guess it's more than two. Is it good for you, bro? Is it, hey, if you have money, you could do that, and a lot of guys would look down on that unless they had the opportunity? Or gross? Or fucking gross? I don't think it matters. I mean, it's whatever anybody wants to do. Who cares? And if and if it's a gold digger one way or the other and the other person doesn't care, let it let it go. That's I right. I just, I just don't. To me, it's like whatever. If that's is everybody thinks they're looking for love in life. Not everybody is. Some people are just looking for companionship or sex or whatever. You do whatever you want. Just don't tell me I'm doing it wrong. 
There you is, go. Which is what my wife tells me. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're yelling. She's yelling. You're doing it wrong in my ear. I don't. You know what I think would be the the. Obviously, there's a lot of things that would be weird, but I think you focus on wow, I'm 60 years old and have sex with this hot 21 year old. Great. You know what would get me, Frank? It's just like. It would be like a time where it's like nine forty, and you're sixty, so you're those are there going to be a lot of days. You're already in bed or almost in bed, and you need to go downstairs. You want to get a sparkling water before you go to bed, and she's down there with her twenty four year old friends, and they just have that twenty four year old energy in your kitchen, and you just come schlubbing down there, and you're you know. Raiders t-shirt you're right about the friends that was the first thing I went to is they're not going to have any anything in common with you everything that I've seen it with older guys and younger women like they don't really have anything they talk about they might have this companionship and watch some tv shows together but the the music they don't listen to the same music it's very different and the friends are what make it really tough because you know, you just look at look at uh, your own kids and see how they assimilate with the kids they hang around with and all act the same way. That's what happens with a group of 24-year-olds. They want to go out and do their thing. And if you're at 60, 65 years old and you're out at the bars bar hopping, you look like a creep. I don't care if you're with the hottest girl or hottest guy or whatever. You, Although I don't know in gay culture if that's different, but it's yeah. I think there's I think that's probably there is uh, i shouldn't say there probably is there i i've seen quite a few or i know quite a few people that are older gay men that have uh younger um spouses and uh, yeah like friends, a, so. a kind of like a dad son relationship but i think that's no more... not that's not what i'm saying that's what <laughs> it's called right it, not in the not in the, no we gotta bring a gay expert on I'll ask. I can text my buddy Arash, but because he's actually I- I involved in one, I, I think his. I don't. It's not forty years, but he's with a guy that's significantly older than him. And I was just thinking as you were talking, uh, sixty and twenty-one, like uh, Peter Cook is. That means that that would mean that the girl that I was going to marry is three years old right now. Yeah, but that, you can't. As you get older, that doesn't matter. I mean, the age discrepancy. It's weird when you're young, but as soon as you get older and older and older, think about it. A 90-year-old and a 70-year-old, that doesn't bother you at all. No. Yeah. So it's as it, – and let's say the lifespan of the human being became more like 110, 120. You're, you'll see more people <laughs> holding out for marriage. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait here. I think I think you did hit on the head. Like you know, it's not always going to be the typical nuclear you know family. You know, husband wife are on the same age. But yeah, I just think I think the friends and just like music and everything they liked and just their perspective on everything would be wildly different. Forty years is just. I mean, the music. You know, it's you were talking about an old guy out at the bar bar hopping is sad. The only thing sadder than that. Because if you're just an old guy at the end of a, a college bar, but it's like, hey, that's Frank. We love him. He's kind of a mascot here at this bar. We send him drinks. He doesn't talk a lot of the, you know, what I think he's divorced or something. But it would it's sadder when you're the old guy at the bar that's trying to still be young yeah. and you're like taking shots of fireball and like 
20 year old girls are think you're hilarious like a grandpa sitting letting you write your name on their boobs with a marker it's just so embarrassing and it also looks and the handwriting is shaky on the boob (laughs) and they're like you know how to write cursive how old are you (laughs) yeah i think that's uh again no judgment i think a lot more guys i don't think a a lot i think uh, you'd be you know it kind of goes back to what i said about um you, you know, with uh, who's your uh, who's your guy from Playboy, the guy that Hef. just passed? Half. It's just like, you know, uh, you know, I was I was really broken up when uh, my buddy um, John Witherspoon died this week. Shout out to John Witherspoon. I love you. He's a great guy. And um, you you know, I read in the article that he died at home, surrounded by all his family, and it just it put it in in all caps a large family. And I'm sure they just all beloved him. And like, if you got to go out and when we go out, that's how I want to go out. And I just remember that last visual I saw of Hef getting wheeled out of his kind of dilapidated mansion, still had the sailor's hat on and just like, (laughs) and it was just like this. It was like, it looked like what happens when you play a child's dream out. Like when a little kid goes, I wouldn't eat Skittles for breakfast every day. And like for a week, you're like, yeah, dummies, you're eating breakfast. I'm eating Skittles. Guess what tastes better? But like to see what happens over the years of you eating Skittles for breakfast, every, it just like it, it just, I, I again, not for me, but you, you cannot tell me that Hef was digging that the last 20 years when your joints are kind of achy and you have a bouncing blonde all over you. Like, uh, dude, get off my leg. Yeah, you know that's enough of that. For real, like your no, joints no. hurt. There'll never be anything real about that. Yeah, not for me. That's why, uh, you know, twenty five, twenty five is my cap, Frank. That's as low as you go. <laughs> now wait, what's the? Uh, is your wife older than you? No, she's. Uh, she was born in seventy nine, so I was born in seventy four. She's five years younger than me. All right, that's a good like little. Uh, yeah. Just cool. just enough where she can still introduce you to kind of new stuff as well. Like because just they, they say generations every five years. So she'll be like, no, just try this. You'll like this. Not that you listen to new music or eat new food. No, I've been doing a little more new food. I don't listen really? to new music. My well, son, so- I told you before, my son's like into he's even into like 90s and early 2000s rap. Just loves it. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, is it is it any different than college kids? kids maybe 10 years ago being in the uh the doors because i would i would i I mean i would guess that i would think like certain bands were big because i i actually read an article that was saying that uh freddie mercury and queen are much bigger now than when they were actually a band they were they were big wayne's world made them big right that was a huge thing mm mm-hmm it wasn't. I think they touch on that in the. Nah, do they? I don't know if they do touch on that in the movie, but it was Live Aid or whatever. But as well. But yeah, I. I'd heard that before too. That Queen was kind of known as this weird type of band, and then stuff took off after the fact. Yeah, that's weird to kind of get big, posthumously. But it happens. You got some uh, questions for me? I know you said you, you want oh, to talk yeah, get... to me about uh, President Obama. Well, I I, th- I thought what he came out and said was really great. Um, he's He's been quoted a lot in the stuff. Uh, I can even Obama rate it. This uh, idea 
of purity, and you're and you're never being compromised, and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. So that's just I think that's brilliant. I think, and he's the type of person that needs to say it. The world is messy. There are ambiguity, ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. That's what we talk about all the time. We are pre-Obama in this. Um, also wow. Says Obama, I didn't hear this. This is, oh, this is like shot. Dude, this is. Yeah. Holmberg and I brilliant. talked about this the other day too quickly. It was just a kind of an aside because I wanted to say that more to talk to you about this and this and this other topic. Um, uh, Obama pointed out. uh Pointed warning that social media enables woke in quotes people to be quote as judgmental as possible went viral Wednesday drawing praise from both the left and the right by early Thursday clips of Obama shared on Twitter had been viewed millions of times as many stressed that all social media users users musers as well needed to <laughs> hear his message there's something about after a president has been president too and they don't have to worry about the pol- politics or the political side of anything. How much more likable, I know he gets smashed now anyways, but George W. Bush, way more likable to people. And that, some of that might be because of me, but, <laughs> but, but like George W. Bush, not the confrontational, even though he was laid back in a lot of ways, but he doesn't have that, I'll take you on. He doesn't have that anymore. He's much more laid back. This by President Obama, I think is fantastic. All presidents in the last, um, you know, the last few rounds, have done that thing where I won. It, I, I get. I'm the decider. Uh, oh, President Obama. Oh, oh, I won. I, I'm. I'm in charge. And you know, obviously Trump. I'll just do whatever I want. So it's like, and, and they just do that because they've won. But this, to me, and it's after the fact. I wish. And maybe they just don't have the pressure on them anymore, and they they don't have the politics. This is what lots of people need to hear. So many people. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the 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 vibe and the mentality you're talking about is like the difference in your parents once you've gone away to college in McNaught for a couple of years and you come back and your dad's openly smoking pot in, in the basement. <laughs> and you're like, oh, and he's like, dude, I'm done. Because your parents also have to be like, Frank, that's wrong. And this is why. And I'm trying to make you into the man you're supposed to be and don't do this. And, and then after a while, I'm like, I think they're like, yeah, great. Me and your mom walk around the house naked every day because we couldn't for 21 years. Shut up. That's who we are. I don't know that that you think that's what your parents were like when you were away. I hope it was. Mine were nothing like that. Um, But I'm sure some were, some are and were. But uh, (laughs) I just think this is great. And I love that it's him because it, it comes off of a couple of weeks ago. And we haven't talked for a while on this stuff. LeBron doing the thing with Hong Kong and China. Yeah. And um I wouldn't I really I really wouldn't have a problem with somebody saying all this stuff or being on a side one side or the other. But LeBron is one of those guys and I finally give it up my dream of thinking that I'll hang out with LeBron sometime because of the LeBron letter that I read uh years ago and <laughs> I got to spend time with him. Um but he's one of those guys that does, you know, go out there and uh, kind of be an activist and tweet a lot of things at people. But he, it's not even the positive things he does and says. It's the one he goes after people and says, you're a bad person for this. or And if you're not with me on this, you're on the wrong side. I, I, I blatantly 
dislike. I know those are strong words. But I, I hate when people do that. I hate when people do, you're not on my side, you're a bad. But he did that with, you know, uh, he said the same thing that most people do when it came to this China thing and he had to backtrack. He said, listen, I I can't fight for everybody's cause and everything. I can't. And the, like people are just coming after him with like, so you're domestically woke. You're only woke in the United States. You can't worry about people outside. But you can't, you can't worry about everybody all the time and do it. I mean, at the same time, I'm kind of going, you know, digging into LeBron here. I'm also defending him, but the problem is he's dug into so many other people and said so many things. It's like, well, you can't win on both sides. Have you looked at LeBron's um, any of his tweets and stuff lately? No, I haven't looked at his tweets. But maybe, what you're making me think about is like the opposite of what's going on with LeBron is what Michael Jordan did, which is disavow himself of politics and political stances just by my shoes. And people got on him for that. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting well, you can't you can't decision. But to, 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 just go look at a LeBron tweet, and it's hilarious. There are just his face uh, photoshopped onto all kinds of Chinese communist leaders. Oh, my God. The whole, like, he can't – he's ruined it for himself because he, he came out on this – and uh, it really is it, – it all comes down to money, and the NBA is tied into China so much money-wise. It's just a giant market because of going back to Yao Ming and some of the Chinese basketball players and the importance of all that. Basketball is huge in China, and the NBA needs them to, yes. to become the global game. And I don't have a problem with that. But then don't tell people in this country you're a terrible person for doing this when the human rights over there are bad. It's you're, all you are is corporate, just like everything that you complain about all the time. And I have that. I, I you know I don't. It's like when LeBron was looking for a hotel the other night. Do you truly believe? I'm almost going. Uh, um, Ron Jaworski. Do you truly believe? He talked about how hard it was for him to find a hotel for his family to stay in. First of all, I don't even call to try and find my own hotel most of the time. I call my brother who works for me or text somebody and go, find me a hotel quickly. Find me something. And there, anybody, even if they don't have any room for LeBron, they're going to know somebody who does or somebody's going to offer their house yeah. to LeBron. Like, I just don't, I don't buy that story because I know – with the amount of fame I have, I can get so many things. Even in a tough situation, I wouldn't be able to get something in that situation. But you're LeBron James. You're the most famous, if not the most famous person in the world. You're up there, other than maybe a soccer player or a, or a, a musical artist. Um, I just don't think it's that hard. He might not have been able to find a five-star hotel just outside of the fire radius. <laughs> but he's going to be able to find something and people are going to bend over backwards to get LeBron in their hotel with hopes yeah. that he might take an Instagram. I picture. don't like when famous people try and relate. I don't like no, that. No, it very doesn't. Much. It doesn't. Listen, I, I have a trouble with that even at my status, uh, and it's nowhere near that. There, there's a reality check that goes on in that, and I go, listen, I've been around super, super famous people, and they can do whatever they want, and everything comes to them for free. It's amazing. How much, especially, and that's not even in the world of social media. When you add in social media and they hope that they're going to get their ring on in a picture of your hand on Instagram, that's worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of oh, yeah. to somebody. 
So people bend over backwards to try and help you and your own team. There and are sometimes so frontwards. Yeah, there are so many people. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> Put that lotion away. All right. So that was my take. Did you have anything? Well, yeah, dude, he let me just into the, you and President Obama once again uh, coming through for me and, and bringing up something I want to get to. I know we're running a little bit long, but uh, this is interesting stuff. Uh, did you see everything that went down with the uh, representative Katie Hill, the congresswoman from California? Because this has so much to do with what um, what Obama said about uh, life and politics is messy. No, I don't I don't even know. Okay, well, Katie Hill is was uh, is slash was a congresswoman that was forced to step down. Uh, She was the first of what was considered the uh, millennial candidate to win a a seat. And she ran as an openly bisexual uh, congresswoman. I didn't know her name, but I know who she is. Yes, you're familiar with videos like that. And so uh, she then admitted to I don't like using the word admitted. Uh, She did. Well, I guess you kind of have to when you have constituents. She then admitted to being part of a thruple. Frank, do you know what a thruple is? You bet I do. Yeah. Another hashtag on old Frank's phone. Uh, She's a part of a thruple. And she was forced to step down because one person that was part of that thruple, it was found out was to be uh, was a subordinate. Um, and I guess that's frowned upon in in corporate America nowadays, especially in Washington. What's a, a, a sub? That's a sub? A subordinate? Yes, that's, subordinate. That's like Anybody somebody. that works for you. So, and I think oh, we oh, talked about you. yeah, I th- yeah. I thought you were talking about like some. I'm not talking. Thing I'm not talking about a gimp. Yeah, uh, I was like, what? I'm confused. You're like, should I get mine? Uh, no, no she- problem. <laughs> I'm ready to oil him up. So get and, the orange ball. <laughs> I call it the Phoenix Sun, and now I'm going to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> get the Phoenix Sun. It's go sleeking off. Uh, so like, so the, so the I guess the third person in this throuple was a subordinate, and the reason it got found out was her husband, who was they had a very bad separation, basically revenge porned her. And released of nude photos of her and photos, I guess, with this subordinate. And she was forced to step down. And uh, anybody that wants to look, you can see she gave a pretty fiery response because people are saying, how is the first bisexual woman being fired or being made to quit over sexual allegations? And that's all male congressmen have done since the beginning of politics. How is the first person to ever really lose their job? A, 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 a freshman female. Well, I can I can play devil's advocate on this. It's the sign of the times in terms of uh, the you know cancel culture in Me Too. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make it right or fair, and I do totally agree with you. That seems to be what's been going on with the old white guys and maybe even some of the old black guys forever. Um, men, men in power. Med. Yeah, that, that's men in period. Power. Yeah, I was just trying to. Uh, uh, Make it sure it was include just white guys. Don't just don't just leave black guys out of me too. We're represented as well. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a 
but it could also be that, hey, we're going to get you because you're on the side of all this cancel culture, it seems like anyways. They group people together, even if they're not. And that's the problem with cancel culture and everything that's going on is, like Obama said, we all have flaws and try and get along with people. Stop calling everybody terrible who disagrees with you just because, I mean, you they, they do that thing like, hey, uh, Al, do you, do you like pizza? I do. You know who else likes pizza? Or you, you know who you still really love pizza? David who? Duke. David Duke. Oh, I see David the connection. Duke. Yeah. You both, you and David Duke, pizza lovers, same person. No, it's, you, you can't, that's ridiculous. That doesn't yeah. make sense. It's stupid. It's a terrible, I mean, it's just dumb. And, but people do that to people all the time and, and say, well, this, you, you like, you, you voted for this person because of this. I'm like, no, no, that's not why I voted for that person. Voted for this person because I agree on this and it's truly important to me and I have to look away from this other thing. I, I don't want I, I to make this too easy, but is there something with guys um, our age where I'm like, very uncomfortable with the idea of possibly destroying someone's life. Yes. Because you work so hard to get where you are right now. Dude, it's just like, uh, I'm just going to say it. I, I, like what, what, what happened to Chris Hardwick? He was never accused or uh, people thought that he was a, a physically abusive some people may have said he was verbally abusive. Some people may have said he was a jerk to his girlfriend. But I think a lot of people's ex-girlfriends and boyfriends would say that they were a jerk. That's probably why they're your ex. She wrote an article in Medium. that It wasn't a fact check thing that came out in the New York Times or where she had pictures of bruises or blood or just like basically he wanted me to be skinny. He made no bones about it. He would make me have sex with him every night. Not make me, but he wanted sex every night. It just made, and he lost his NBC show. Yeah. And I guess everybody on that worked on the talking dead then lost their job. And I'm scared to talk now because I don't, I don't know exactly what happened. Who knows exactly what happened? No one knows, but them Frank. But all I know is Chris Hardwick does not do these shows anymore and i don't know why i i don't know it, it, because nobody spent the time to find out what actually the whole story was and it it doesn't go away it, it, you get in it they cancel you the cancel culture gets it they attack they don't even know why they're doing it and like you said there's something at our age we know what it's like to have amassed and worked hard to get to where we're at and uh, younger people don't have that. They they haven't they haven't made all the sacrifices in life to get to certain uh, whether it's status or uh, an uh, you know a, a plateau in life that you want to get to. They haven't been there, and they don't well, know what it's like to have it all taken away. Frank, I just honestly, I'm glad we're talking about this. You know what? Like when, I, and it'll be a story that's just kind of fleeting in the news. Like it'll be like. Some news anchor got drunk and, you know. Acted like a human being? Acted like a, everybody that's ever been drunk on St. Patty's Day, you know. He did, uh, th- threw a shot glass or pressed his butt cheeks up against the window or something like that. And they're like, uh, yes, Mr. Caliendo is no longer with uh, Channel 8. 
And my first thought is, how many cups of coffee did this guy get as an intern for people? How many times did he cover the West Virginia pig slaughter festival, working his way up to be a nightly anchor over the course of 17 years? And we're so quick to just throw men and women away. Like, but then other people like uh, Robert Downey Jr., who was buried in a mound of cocaine for the entire 80s and early 90s, is Iron Man and is beloved and could do a children's show. Oh, what what is well, it's the what? timing and that all came out and it was all known a long time ago. If it happens now, then you're in trouble and people are finding out now. If it happened 20, 30 years ago, people don't care. It's new information that's being found out now by internet detectives who aren't doing all the research and that's what it is. It's new information. It's not a lot of old stuff. It's and and if people have forgotten people have remembered all most of this about Robert Downey Jr. the whole time. It's not new information to a lot of people. If it was new information, I think there would be more issues, but it's not. But well, uh, it's I not think, fair. Again, it doesn't make sense. But I'm just telling you what I see in terms of the observation. Yeah, and, and the I observation got, is if it comes out new as new info, and it, this person has been pitching, you know, it's Tiger Woods, a wholesome hmm. guy, uh, pitching watches and uh, everything else, fast food, whatever. That the stuff about him, who he really is, comes out. Now, people all want to pile because they all want to knock you down. They love building you up, and then they love knocking you down. And the knockdown is way faster than the buildup. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think what you're saying is correct because I think we can almost do a BCAD with pre- and post-cell phones. Because I think that was the first time that it, it, you had a uh, digital record. So you think about the Kevin Hart tweets that were 10 years ago. Um, you know, which is a significant amount of time. It's a fourth of my life ago. And he lost the Oscars for that. And you think about somebody like uh, who, who's uh, Kramer. He was caught on it because if, if the Kramer thing happens without cell phone footage, it's kind of folklore. He might be banned from the club for a year and then he comes right back. Because How do you prove that? You know, or you could talk context. I don't know anybody that's who's come back would you say maybe Charlie Sheen? If you have the no, if you have the um what's the word I'm looking for? If you have the cachet or the the reputation of the bad guy, bad person or the party animal, you get away with more because that's already in your reputation. If your reputation is the clean-cut super all-American person, um, then you get knocked down hard. If you, it's Trump. That's why Trump works as well as he does for a lot of people. For a lot of people, um, is because he's already that. Charles Barkley. It's the same thing. Mm. Uh, just, Charles Barkley's just always, I believe, speaking from truth. Where I think Donald Trump comes from being P.T. Barnum, and you know, trying to literally trump stuff up all the time. Whether you love him, hate him, I'm not making a political statement here. Um, uh, and that's another thing I'll get into next time. I love hearing people who are more pro-Trump on not not actually him, but some of his things, like some of his issues. Like I I was with a guy who in in Los Angeles, a, a friend of mine, 
Um, you know, I don't even want to. I don't want to get into it because people might narrow it down. I'll tell you another, another time. But it's. But a lot of people say things like, "Oh, well, yeah, he says things terribly, but I agree with him on border security. I think we need a border, uh, and like, we need a wall, and like th- not because they think people from another country are bad. It's like, well, we need sovereignty because otherwise." Who are we? And people will say that stuff, and I hear more people go, "Yeah, I'm worried about the PC stuff." And uh, that was something we talked about quickly too. That that isn't um, on the nerding show. Just quickly, that I want to talk about with you as well. Um, not this episode, maybe next episode, but the importance of the Dave Chappelle special. And I never watched stand-ups, but I watched that special because so many people were talking about it. I think it's hugely important because it's somebody that important with that much cachet going and saying screw you to everybody and the critics didn't get what he was doing at all he basically did donald trump on stage brilliantly soft-spokenly and nailed it uh and said hey you guys are messing with everything that we you know hold dear in this country in terms of what we can talk about which should be everything that doesn't hurt somebody all right we we we, we're 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 long short on time here and i'm uh majorly responsible for that but i wanted this is one last thing did you have anything else that you really want to get into this episode no I, I i was super into this conversation i'm glad we got a chance to talk about this and i'd like to talk next episode about that Chappelle special yeah Chappelle, we'll do a we'll do a whole thing about that bill Burr. i haven't watched the bill i had that much trouble trying to watch a stand-up special that i have huge respect for bill burr I think he's brilliant the ranting how funny he is and everything but i just i don't like to watch stand-up because one i don't want to be I'm influenced by it anyway i don't want to know what somebody else is talking about i talked to bill burr years and years ago and i said yeah you're doing the some bush joke he did i'm like that's kind of like i do with this and i've been doing this and he's like oh i don't want to be doing anything that's anything like anybody else i'm like no i don't think they're the same we just take bush and we look at him from a child's like standpoint as opposed to um the you know the frat boy bush that everybody was doing at the time and i right i, I thought so here's the last thing so there's a, a television show called watchman do you know what that is i've seen both episodes okay then yeah unfortunately you're gonna know exactly what this is um well you, i i would like to have known if you'd have known it before this and i believe you you would have and I, i'm trying to try sorry i'm trying to be so roundabout how i'm saying it Tulsa. What comes to your mind when I say Tulsa? Uh, Before I watched the Watchmen and got reacquainted, because then that was where uh, Black Wall Street happened, where there was a slaughter, correct? Did you know about this and learn about this in school? I learned briefly about it, but it's like, it's so interesting that that has been wiped. Yes. From the memory. Holmberg and I are sitting here, we're sitting there going, how do we, and I told him it was real. He goes, "What?" I go, "Yeah, that's a real thing where private aircraft, I guess, came in and wiped out the most affluent black community." And I don't. That seems like it should be one of the most important things mentioned in history class, especially in the twenties to thirties, like the the Roaring Twenties. That should be something everybody knows about. It's the biggest. It's a. Uh, uh, it's the largest uh, racial um, event uh, t- 
Tulsa race riot of 1921 took place on May 31st and June 1st, 1921. Mobs of white residents attacked black residents and businesses of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's been called the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. And I knew nothing about it until I saw an HBO show about superheroes, which was my t- little lesson That's for crazy. Holmberg. That, see, you, he because he dismisses all that stuff. We're doing the nerding show, and he dismisses all that stuff. He's like, superhero movies don't do anything. I'm like, no, 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 no. After I, I pointed this out to him, I go, listen, you didn't even know about this event. I thought it was a, a made-up thing, and then I read somewhere that it wasn't, and then I got completely intrigued, and then I was going, how do I not know anything about this? And he's like, he was his mind was blown. He's like, how do we – and the vic, the whole thing is, you know, and this isn't exactly where, but the victors write the history books, right? And the white yeah. guys were writing the history books. There is truth to that. I don't want people to be too bad because I'm not a super uber liberal person or anything like that. I'm not a right wing person. I'm just a person who wants to look at fairness. And there, that's who was writing the books, and whoever's writing the books are the people in power. And this should be a huge event that people should know about. I and. It's weird now to almost bring it up in terms in school because it's going to feel like, hey, they've been hiding this this whole time. What's going on? But you look at it and go, we didn't learn about it. And if we did, it was quickly. But I yeah, don't I, I don't. And Frank, to just to take it a step further, not only did we not learn about it, we are two men that with college educations. I have a graduate school education. I went to a black college for two and a half years. I have friends that majored in African-American studies and never really heard anybody maybe one time possibly casually mention this. I mean, how many people, Frank, really, what could you tell me about the Japanese internment camps? Where were they? How many people? How long did it last? I don't know how much I could say. I don't I don't like the Japanese. Yeah, as, as you shouldn't. We and we all know why. But honestly, think about that. And that was yeah, even. I know. I, that was I what, might not know all the facts. I know one hundred percent about them, and know about that. I know about, uh, you know, Auschwitz and all sorts of things. Uh, but I'd never heard of this. Now we do know about slavery, and that was one of the things John pointed out that that was a pretty big deal that we know about in terms of the single worst thing to happen to black people. Um, yeah, but, this but I, I, and I go as far as to say that with slavery, though, the, uh, in terms of painting the narrative, people really, the, what, what do we always say? Lincoln freed the slaves. Okay, let's go get some lunch. That's what you learned. Who, filling this on a, on a stupid social studies test, who freed the slaves? Lincoln, Caliendo, comma, Frank, where's my A? What happened after that? Right. What the fuck? Like, so what? It was everything was all good. It wasn't. There's a um, Juneteenth, which sounds like one of those calendar holidays where you're like, what is this? It's like almost like a soul siesta. What do you go? Solstice where you're like, why is it? There, there were places in Texas that didn't even know that the slaves had been free till two or three years later. There might it, be some places in the Southeast that still don't know. Or at least they still pretend like they don't. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you. Uh, do you remember... Um, it, uh, it's like maybe a year and a half ago. No, no, excuse me. A month and a half ago. Big difference, Al. A month and a half ago, the, uh, those Yelp reviews of that plantation surface from people that had gone to visit a slave plantation, which is A, super weird. 
uh, B, what the fuck? Um, but they had gone and people complained that the tour guide focused so much on the slavery and not just the day-to-day living of the people on the plantation. Like several complaints, like, hey, I didn't know I was going to get beat over the head with how bad black people had it at this place. It's just like, and I and I wonder if some of that is just like, we freed the slaves. And like, when you see movies, it's kind of like, there's a slave in the back, but she's kind of got tea on the tray and it, she didn't look beat up and looks like she's got her own place to live, then look so bad. And I, you're right. I don't think we do a good job of like explaining the lasting impacts of Jim Crow and what sharecroppers were, which were basically just slaves that could leave, but had no way to make money. So they had to stay there and, you know, work off the land. And we just don't explain it. It's like you said, they, they you know, Victor, I mean, history is written by the winners and, um, it's uh, here we are. Right. All right. You can find us uh, at Al Jackson IG on Instagram at Frank Caliendo across the board uh, at Alan Frank. Try to be serious. Al at Alan Frank dot com. Frank at Alan Frank dot com. Where can they find your enthusiasm for these plugs? I'm just trying to get through them without uhs and ums to bring my energy down for them. They they'll they're the ones who will supply the energy. I supply the information. <laughs> they supply the uh, caring. Understood. Oh, I didn't know if that was the end of the show. No, well, shit. I guess it is now. I hate to go on a date with you. You just sit there. Oh, I thought it was over. Jesus. I also want to go on a date with you. We'll talk about that off air. I'm getting ready right now. <laughs> Where's my lotion? We're out. No, I have plenty. <laughs> <laughs>